الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال الحمد لله الذي أذهب عنا الحزن إن ربنا لغفور شكور we talked about the name Al-Latif, Al-Khabir. After that is Al-Ghafoor. When we had talked about this name earlier, because this name is repeated twice in this hadith that mentions the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in two different forms, Al-Ghaffar and Al-Ghafoor. And repeating it in two different forms is mainly to show the great forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is open for every sinner, for every person who feels that he has committed something wrong in his life, the doors of forgiveness are always open for those. Today inshallah we'll discuss and we'll be discussing the name Ash-Shakur, or at least we'll start from here and depending on how far we can go. A very important attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's an attribute that normally when you read this in Qur'an al-Kareem, sometimes it may be difficult to understand what does it mean that Allah is a shakur. Because the word shakur is used for human beings in Qur'an itself. Where a few of my servants are shakur. Which means, shukur means to be grateful, to be thankful. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when this word is used for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does that mean? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shakur? This is what inshallah we will try to understand that when this name is used with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah is shakur, what does it mean? But before going into that very quickly, looking over the literal meaning of this word, shakur means to be grateful, to be thankful. The opposite of shakur in Arabic language is a word that is used a lot in Qur'an, but many times we don't even pay attention to that word. I wonder how many of us can remember this time, what will be the opposite of shukr? And you will be surprised to hear that the opposite of shukr is kufr. In Arabic language, the opposite of shukr is kufr. The word kufr literally means rejecting the blessings and rejecting to thank someone. It's mainly for rejection. And is used for being ungrateful. And this is what we see in the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the importance of being grateful. If you be grateful, I'll give you more. And what's the next part of the ayah? in kafartum. See the word kufr now used as the opposite meaning of shukr. in shakartum, if you do the shukr, la azidannakum, I will give you more. in kafartum. But 
if you do kufr, which in this ayah doesn't refer to that kufr, which is rejecting Allah billah or shirk, it's referring to being ungrateful. Because kufr is the opposite of shukr. The disbelievers are called kuffar because they are rejecting to accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as their Rabb, the one who has created them. As part of our gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is at least we should recognize His blessings. Be grateful to Him. If you be ungrateful, but the word kufr is used, if you be ungrateful, my punishment is very severe. So here we see how important is shukr. That the opposite of shukr is kufr. And the word kufr, of course, as it's used for the meaning of disbelieving in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at the same time, in Quran itself, the word kufr is used for being ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If not as bad, at least we can understand from the use of the word that if the same word is used for both crimes. There are two crimes. One of them is worse than others. But they put both of these crimes in the same category. And therefore, the same term is used for both of these crimes. Now a person may try to justify himself. Oh, I did not disbelieve in Allah. Okay, you did not. But at least you did kufr of the other type. Which is being ungrateful. Rejecting the blessings. Being grateful is such a quality that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He loved this quality so much. Number one, He encouraged us in Quran to be shakirin, to be grateful. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam emphasized in the ahadith on doing shukr and being grateful. And not only this, it goes beyond this when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the very same attribute for himself. And he says, I'm shakur. He calls himself shakur. Which simply means, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us how to be grateful. And he is such a shakur, he is so grateful, that a person, a human being, full of evils, performs some minor good deed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covers up all of his wrongdoings, and this person gets admired by everyone for that good deed. And we know from the ahadith, when a person says, Astaghfirullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets very happy with this person. This is being grateful. What is my astaghfar? What my astaghfar would do? What is my salah? What are our ibadahs? What are our deeds? We give a sadaqah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates that so much. That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says when a person gives a sadaqah, he may give only a date. On the day of judgment he will see mountains of rewards. 
And he will ask, where all of these mountains came from? <coughs> he himself doesn't know. Because he doesn't remember doing that deed that will get him so many mountains of rewards. So he would ask, where did I get all of this from? And the answer will be, that that one deed that you had given as a sadaqah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to him, I invested that for you. I invested that for you, and the reward kept on increasing and increasing until this day, and this is what you see as a reward of it. We know, sometime you invest thousand dollars, and at the end, a person may end up making hundred thousand out of it. Any profit a person could imagine making in this world by his money, there is always a greater reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which simply means that from the beginning of the world, and I can guarantee this, from the beginning of the world until the day of judgment, if there is any person who made any profit from a dollar, and the highest amount that any person have made, say a person was extremely successful, and he had such a successful business, and we know people, that initially they started, they had nothing, they must be that, uh, they were carrying, they were selling candies uh, from going door to door, and then finally, this person is millionaire. So maybe by selling some eggs, by selling some chocolates, he made all of this money. Initially, he had only that much, and then he got all of this, uh, barakah in his wrist. The maximum amount anyone have made in this world, on the day of judgment, we will get more than that. Each and every person will get more than, get, get more than that for the sadaqah that he has given. Provided the conditions of the sadaqah are fulfilled. And that is given with sincerity for the sake of Allah, not to show people. And after giving, we don't remind. These are conditions of the sadaqah. That you don't keep on reminding, oh remember I gave this much. That takes the reward of the sadaqah away. But as long as the conditions of the sadaqah are fulfilled, there is no way a person can make more benefit, more profit from that dollar in this world. And no one ever have made it, no one could ever make it more than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the person. And will be much more than that, there is no comparison. What is all of this? This shows that Allah is shakur. Otherwise, he, does he need my dollar? I mean, sometime when I think about it really, I think that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would really laugh at someone, He will laugh at us when we have some money, and we think, look, I have so much, and I'm so happy. Okay, today I'm going to do a great deed. I'll give a thousand dollars. And then I look at myself, and I'm, I have done something. And I say to myself, Subhanallah, how Rahim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that he looks at our situation and then he sees us being so proud, okay, I have hundred thousand, you know, never in my life, hundred thousand dollars, and I have this, I have that, and today I'm going to give a thousand dollars as a charity and I look at myself as something. And to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is it worth? The owner of the whole world and this whole world means nothing to him. What is it worth to him? But subhanallah, he's such a shakur that he's, uh, 
He rewards us for this. And he appreciates that at least, okay, this human being has done this for my sake. Appreciating it. That's the thing. Appreciating what human beings do. do. <coughs> Otherwise, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believe me, this quality is extremely important for us. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was everything, but he was not shakur. If this attribute was not there, I would say none of our ibadahs, our actions, any of our deeds will have no reward, will carry no benefit, no reward whatsoever. As one of my teachers used to give us the example, he used to say that what is our salah? He says, if we look at our salah, we will be ashamed of ourselves that out of five, six minutes that we're standing, we were standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much concentration we had in that prayer. And what were we thinking about when we were in that salah? If people around us, next to us, they would be able to, if there is a screen on our head that shows what's going through this person's mind, and the person in the sujood and saying, Subhanahu Rabbi Al-Ala, and the person looks at the screen, what's going through this person's mind? They may throw, it out, throw us out of the window. You can't come to the masjid anymore. It's the very same salah that we are expecting a lot of rewards from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for. And not to say, He is not going to reward us. Inshallah, He will. Inshallah, we will get the reward for it. And this is because He is shakur. This is the thing that we really need. Our Rabb, our Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala to know about him, that his shakur is one of the greatest things to know in our life. Otherwise, nothing is worth it anything. I mean, our ibadah, our charities, whatever, if we own the whole world and we give it as a charity, what does it worth? Are we giving something to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But subhanallah, this is because he is shakur, so he appreciates what human beings do for him. So my teacher used to give us the example, he used to say, this is our salah now. But he used to say, on the day of judgment, when we will present this salah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will be just like, sometime you buy flowers, and you present that as a gift to someone, and the person knows these are not real flowers. <laughs> these are plastic, not real flowers. They are only made out of plastic or out of some papers. But... You present that to someone and he appreciates your gift. MashaAllah, such a great gift. Looks so beautiful. So, it's not a real flower. It looks like a flower. You present it to the person and that person is grateful and he's thank he thanks you for it. He says, same way, we are going to present our ibadahs that look like ibadah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so shakur, is so grateful, and He appreciates our deeds so much that He will say, okay, okay, I know it's not a real one, but go. Here, bring it, I'll take it. So this is, this is his shakur. That's all because He is shakur. Rahim, He is Rahim, merciful. But of course, Rahim will open all the doors of the Rahman and will tell us, do something. If it wasn't shakur, then okay, what did you do? I did this. You come to, you go to a wedding, and a wedding of a person who is known for his 
status, being very rich and whatever he is. Imagine if a person will go in that wedding and he presents a bottle of water as a gift. I brought this bottle of water. What would it work? That person may not even accept it. Okay, can you go back home? Shakur subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are presenting things that are dirty water. It's not just a water. We are presenting dirty water. And then still, we are looking for reward. How many times the earning is all wrong? And then we are accept, expecting a lot of reward from it. How many wrong things we have done to earn? How many prayers we have missed? How many responsibilities we have neglected? It's a dirty water. We present it. And still, inshallah, Shakur will appreciate those <coughs> gifts and those things that we are presenting. This is what Shakur means. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates what human beings do for him. And this is why we read in the hadith about fasting. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is hadith Qudsi, Kullu amali ibn Adam lah illa sawm. All the deeds of human beings that they perform, they will get the reward for it. Except for the fasting. When they fast, I don't allow the angels to write the reward for it. I don't allow the angels to write the reward for it. All they write is, he has fasted. That's it. And then the hadith says, Illa sawm, except for the fasting, because the fasting is for me, and I will reward him for it. So on the day of judgment, when the person will go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I personally will give you the reward for your fasting. That here, you fasted on that day, this is the reward for it. Imagine when Allah will personally offer that reward to the person, how much that would be. And why for fasting? This is the point I wanted to mention. A person delayed his meal for the sake of Allah. Normally he eats something for lunch. Normally he drinks with some water throughout the course of the day. Today he did not drink anything. Whenever he felt that he was thirsty, he realized Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to me, no, don't do it until when I set the sun, then you drink. When he felt hungry, and he, was, he felt like eating, he said to himself, I'm not going to eat today. Why? Not for anything else. It's only because my Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala asked me not to eat until the sun sets. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates that so much that you delayed your food, your meal, your drink for my sake. I will reward you for it. I'll give it to you. And I will give you the real reward for it. So we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shakur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates what human beings do. And because of this quality, it really, and this attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it gives us a great hope that we should try to do our best. It's not that now, let's just throw anything there. Of course, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows our intentions. But if we do our best, and after trying our best still, whatever we present there is, going, is not going to be worth it presenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But inshallah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being shakur, He is going to be thankful, well, not thankful really, He's going to appreciate what we do for His sake. He appreciates these things for His sake, and therefore He will reward us for it.
And at the same time, his requirement from us, that as I'm Shakur to you, you have to be Shakur. You have to have the quality of being grateful. This is the requirement from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a quality that is required by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us about it in the ahadith. But at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals a very important fact about this quality. And that is, وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ very few of my servants are truly grateful. Most of them, they are not grateful. Most of them, they just like to receive. And the time they stop getting, they complain. How many times we hear people saying, I have problem with my business and everything is going in loss and I have this problem and that problem, my health situation, I'm losing it and I'm getting weak, I have this problem. And we have a long list of problems and at the end the question comes, I don't know what wrong I have done. Normally, when this type of question is presented to me, I ask the person, for whatever you had and you received up to this day in your life, Tell me, what good did you do to receive all of that? We need to ask ourselves this question, that what good did we do to receive all of this? And then, we consider ourselves eligible of receiving all of these things, and Allah should and must give us this, and if He won't, then we will complain, and then the question comes, I don't know what's wrong I have done. Subhanallah, if I don't know what wrong I have done, who would know? Do we want Allah to start revealing it? Then we would know and everyone would know. We really don't deserve what we, are, what we have. It's only blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He requires from us, He says, be shakur, be grateful. Don't be ungrateful. لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you be grateful, I'll give you more. Ali radiallahu anhu used to say, be very careful. Be very careful from rejecting the blessings of Allah and turning them away. Because not every person that goes away would come back. And same thing, Every blessing, not every blessing that you turn away is going to come back to you next time. <coughs> so he used to say, be very careful at the time of receiving the blessings to be grateful. Because when a person is not grateful to Allah upon receiving the blessings, at any time it may turn away. Allah may start taking it back. And his rule is, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you be grateful, I'll give you more. But wala in kafartum, if you are ungrateful, inna adabi la shadeed. My punishment is very severe. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through his actions, his lifestyle, his way of life as he performed things in this world. He taught us all of the things that we really need to learn about our deen. And here we see 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam giving us a beautiful lesson of being shakur, being grateful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in Quran al-Kareem some ayahs telling Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, لِيَغْفِرَ لَكَ اللَّهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِن ذَنْبِكَ وَمَا تَأَخَّرَ All of your sins are forgiven, which means there are no sins. Even if there is anything, you don't have to worry about it. He is guaranteed, he doesn't have to worry about anything. He's a messenger of Allah. He's chosen by Allah. When a person is chosen by Allah, of course Allah will guarantee him, you don't have to worry about sins. Which simply means he will never fall into it. Aisha radiallahu anha. She still sees Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam performing long tahajjud. He works so hard throughout the day. Night time, he is standing up and doing Salat al-Tahajjud. And such long rak'ahs that because of standing for so long, the feet are swollen. Once the feet are swollen, now you expect one of the two things. Either he will have some rest, or at least sit down and do the Salah, because you are allowed to do it. In that case, you may even be allowed to do the fourth prayer sitting down. Not to talk about nafil prayers, but still, with these feet that are swollen, he's standing on the very same <laughs> feet and doing the same long rak'ahs. So Aisha radiallahu anha goes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and she asks this question, أَتَفْعَلُ هَذَا وَقَدْ غَفَرَ اللَّهُ لَكَ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِن ذَنْبِكَ وَمَا تَأَخَّرَ Why do you have to do this? Ya Rasulullah, with all the ibadah that you perform, and then getting the guarantee of being free from sins, and not to have, not to, have to worry about sins, why do you have to do this, Ya Rasulullah? Look at your feet, they are swollen, and then you stand for the whole night doing Salat al-Tahajjad. For what are you doing all of this? And the response was, أَفَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا Shouldn't I be grateful? If he has forgiven me, I have to be grateful. This is a spite of being grateful that I have to stand before him. Ali radiallahu anhu says, One day, I was sitting with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam ibn al-Jawzi rahmatullahi alayhi has narrated this hadith. That one day I was sitting with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we saw Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anhumah holding each other's hand and they are coming there. They were coming towards Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to me, Ya Ali, هَذَانِ سَيِّدَاكُهُ لِأَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ Ali, these two people that you see, they are the leaders of all the uh, elder people of the Jannah, which means people who die at, after a certain age, in, after getting to their 60s, which cause that's the normal age of this ummah, 60s to 70s. These two people will be the leaders of those people in Jannah. Then he said to me, La tukhbirhuma ya Ali. Ali, but don't inform them. Don't let them know about it. And the reason for it is, they both are working so hard, if you tell them about it, as part of their 
habit of shukr that they have learned from Rasulullah wasallam, they will try to do much more than what they're doing now. And Rasulullah wasallam thinks, he feels this is enough what they're doing. So don't tell them about it. This is the quality he had teaching, he had taught the Sahaba Ridwanullah to be shakur, to be grateful. It's not once I know that okay, I got this much, now I don't have to worry about it. We look at the Sahaba Ridwanullahi who had the guarantee of Jannah. There is a good list of those Sahaba who had the guarantee of Jannah. Personally, Rasulullah would guarantee that Sahabi the Jannah. And then we see that that Sahabi is working in his ibadah harder than anyone else. Why? To us, we would think that he is guaranteed the Jannah, doesn't have to worry about it, now let's do whatever you want. But this is the quality of shakur, being grateful. Rasulullah <coughs> sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, مَن لَمْ يَشْكُرِ الْقَلِيلِ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ الْكَثِيرِ A person who does not have the habit of being grateful for small things that he get. He is not grateful for small things, he can never be grateful for, my, for big things. Which means, we feel this is nothing. When a person gets that feeling, simply means we don't have the habit of doing shukr. And then the hadith continues. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, وَمَن لَمْ يَشْكُرِ النَّاسِ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ A person who is not grateful to people, he cannot be grateful to Allah. He can keep on saying Alhamdulillah. He can keep on claiming that I'm grateful to Allah. But he is thanking Allah only because he would like to receive more, not as his habit of being grateful. This is why when he gets something from a person that he doesn't think he's going to get anything more from this person, he is not grateful to those people. And the hadith gives us a beautiful example of Rasulullah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciating minor things, appreciating simple things from human beings. The hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us, a person who was sinner, spent a life of being sinner, disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Finally, one day as this person is traveling, drinks some water and gets thirsty. And some of the narration says, it was a woman. And she goes to a well. She pulls some water from the well and drinks that water. As soon as she is done drinking the water, she sees a thirsty dog. A thirsty dog who's looking for some water. And she realizes that this dog will not be able to get any water from the well because the water is so too deep for him. So she looks around, there is nothing that she can get any water in. So she pulls one of her shoes off and she takes, she fills the shoes with water and provides the dog with water in her shoe. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَشَكَرَ اللَّهُ لَهَا This is the word is used in the hadith. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was very, uh, appreciated this so much. He appreciated it. The word shukr is used. Allah did the shukr which means he appreciated that act so much that all the sins were, the, for, 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 were forgiven and when this person died was taken straight to Jannah. Now imagine, this is a person who provides a dog, not a human being, provides a dog with the water in what? In a shoe. 
someone comes and gives us water in a glass. Clean water. And after that, you see that person, someone comes and tells you, you know, this person said this about you. What happens? What, how do we react? We don't even remember that someday in my life he brought me a glass of water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, this woman had committed all the major sins in her life. Because of that one water, providing water once to a dog in a shoe, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciated that so much that he had forgiven all of her sins. And someone gives us water in a clean, clean water in a glass, not in his shoes. And at the end of the day, this person has to hear a lot from us. This is because we don't have the habit of appreciating people doing something favors to us. It's a habit that we need to develop. It's not just one time thing that, okay, let me just say Alhamdulillah. Okay, you said Jazakallah, you said Alhamdulillah, you said thank you. But does it end there? If a person has that quality of being grateful, then no, it will not end. And it's a quality that you see, it was there amongst Arabs. Even before the days of Islam. This quality was, was there amongst the Arabs. And of course, then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was on the peak of it and the way he told Sahaba Ridwanullahi and they learned it from him, subhanAllah. Then there is no comparison to that and you, you can't find nothing in the history of the world. In the history of the world, you won't find anything similar to that. Such that a person who sees someone who's trying to harm him, who's trying to do anything to hurt this person, and once this person finds out this person is here to hurt me, he is here to harm me, he remembers one day this person had done one favor to me. He would go to that person and will tell him, because of the favor that you did once to me in your life, remember one day, and he, that person may not even remember. Today I'm at your service, whatever you want. If you want me to be hurt, I'll take that. For your sake, because one day you favored me. And we see that in a hadith too. When Rasulullah after the battle of Badr, they captured 70 people. Rasulullah said, if Jubair bin Mut'am was alive, or if Mut'am bin Adi, the father of Jubair, if Mut'am bin Adi was alive, and he would ask me to release these people, I will let them go without any questioning. I will just let them go. And the reason was, Mut'am uh, was a person, when Rasulullah and Banu Hashim were under the siege, he is the one who took the initiative of taking down that contract that was hanging on the, people, on the Kaaba. He was the one who took it off the Kaaba. And find out, later on they found out the termites had eaten up everything except the name of Allah that was in it. But because he was the person who took the initiative of getting Banu Hashim out of that position, 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, if he was alive, I would let all of these people go just for his sake. Appreciating people doing any favors to us. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu says, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, man an'ama ala rajulin ni'ma. A person who favors someone else, does something for another person. Falam yashkur And that person was not grateful. That person did not thank him. And his reaction to that was that he is not grateful to what this person had done for him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Fada'a alayhi. Now if this person will make a dua against that person, the one who had done the favor, if he will make the dua at any time against this person to whom he has done the favor, Ustajibala, Allah will surely accept his dua against him. Because he did a favor to him, and he was not thankful. He did not appreciate it. And Allah dislikes that quality. Allah hates people who are not appreciative for what they get. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us how to appreciate the blessings. He said, Man asda ilaykum ma'rufa. If a person would do any favor to you, فَكَافِئُوا In return, try to do something good to this person. Try to remember that favor and do something good for this person in return. And if you cannot, فَدْعُولَ At least make dua for this person. And remember him amongst people, remember him with good words, which means admire this person. But subhanAllah, we see how many favors we receive from people. And then, as soon as there is something that we don't like about the person, that's it. We forget everything the person had done for us. <clears throat> the situation is so bad, subhanAllah, nowadays it's so scary, that you keep on doing things for a person, and at the end, after doing million things for a person, if you make a mistake once, that's it. You are done. Just one mistake. He will always remember that mistake that you have done and will not talk about the million things that you have done for the person. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one day when he was giving khutbah to women, specifically he is giving that khutbah to women, and he is telling them that when I went for mi'raj, Isra and mi'raj, and I looked into, the jah into Jahannam, I was shown that a lot of women were in Jahannam. Then he mentioned the reason for that. He said, because one of the Sahabiya asked, what was the reason for that, Ya Rasulullah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, because of two things. Number one, the habit of cursing. And number two, being ungrateful to your husbands. After receiving so many things every day, at the end, if he would do something wrong, the word, the hadith says, you would say, مَا رَأَيْتُ مِنْكَ خَيْرًا قَطُّ I have never seen anything good in my life from you. Now remember, this is not a curse that Rasulullah is using. He's not cursing women. He's mentioning the effect of that habit. That look, this is the effect of this habit. Now, of course, if in those days, mostly this was the habit amongst women, nowadays if we look around, we will see that really we are in the same situation or maybe worse situation. We the men are doing the exact same thing. 
And the punishment is for that habit, it's not because of being a man or a woman. The punishment is because of those things, the habit of cursing. And you see how many curse words people are used to. In fact, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. But generally the situation out there, you talk to your children if they are not too careful when they talk to you. When did you see children talking? There is more curse words than the message they would like to deliver. Starts with a couple of F words and this and that, and then few words, and then add few more F words and other words, and then end with some more words. And it's so common that if you are out there, I don't know how many of us got the experience of being there, but if you are out there in those streets, in those places, and you don't speak in that manner, <laughs> you are not a man. You are not a man. You don't belong to that place. You can't be there. You got to get out of that place. Either start cursing and using those curse words, and no one minds it. It's only a habit. It's a fashion. Men, oh, you know, he knows how to speak. One day, I'm parked. I'm stopped at a traffic light. And the car next to me, he's listening to music, to song, and the song was nothing but curses. I said to myself, subhanAllah, there was a time when people would listen to songs to comfort themselves, you know, something that will give you some peace of mind here. The song is full of curses. So, this is a habit that I'm saying. That it's a habit that Rasulullah is rejecting that <coughs> people because of this habit will go to Jahannam. Another one, being ungrateful. After receiving so much, you have never done anything good. You always are like this. This is normally our habit. When we are upset with someone, you're always like this. No, the person is not always like this. We have to realize this person is always trying to be good. This time the person made a mistake. Or you always, you don't, you don't know how to cook food. Your, your food is always like this. Throughout the life, the person is eating for 20 years and enjoying the food. And finally, how come you put so much salt? Throw everything away. Your, your cooking is always like this. This is, this is the habit that Rasulullah is talking about. Being ungrateful. And, مَنْ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ النَّاسِ لَمْ يَشْكُرِ a person who's not grateful to people, he cannot be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are cheating ourselves to say that, no, I'm grateful to Allah, but these people, you know, that's, I have to behave this way, I have to do this way, I have to say this way, no, no. It, it, it's a habit. And habit will show whenever we are dealing with anyone. Even when we are dealing with people, with people who are, to us, they may hold less position than we do, Mainly this habit will show there. If we are of the habit of being grateful to those people, then yes, we can, we can say that Alhamdulillah I'm developing that habit. But we are grateful to only those who give, who are considered to be higher than, than us in status. And we only smile to those people, we only will give, exchange gifts with those people. Then of course this is not a habit, this is bribing. 
This is only trying to hold some position there. But it's not that habit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us to develop. The time is chasing us fast, but I think I must mention this. Something that I have read in the history. Imam Ashbihi rahmatullahi alayhi has written a beautiful book called Al-Mustatraf. In which he has narrated this incident during the time of Ma'munul Rashid. There was a person who was the chief of the police department of Ma'munul Rashid in Baghdad. So this person, his name was Abu Abbas the chief of the police department. He says, Abu Abbas says, one day after Maghrib, Ma'mun al-Rashid called me, someone, he sent a person to call me. I went to him. He said to me, I have a person that we got him after a long time. I was looking for him for some time. And because I don't want to trust anyone with this person, this is why I called you. Take this person and keep him in your house and watch him carefully. Make sure he doesn't skip, and tomorrow after Fajr, bring the person to me. Because I hate to kill him nine times, bring him to me after Fajr. Abu Abbas says, when I looked at the person who was locked in another room, there's a person who's chained, and he's just covered with chains. This is how many chains they had put around him. I took the person to my home. Police officer, but they have rahm, they have akhlaq, they have manners. He says, I fed the person. Then I said to myself, you know, the person after all, whatever he had done, but he's troubled. Let me at least sit and talk to him. And when he will see that I talked to him in a good mood, at least he will be comforted a little bit. He will feel good. Whatever Ma'moon has to do with him tomorrow, he, that's between him and him. He can deal with him and he can do whatever he wants. But at least, why should I make this person suffer throughout the night and be, go through mental torture? At least comfort him a little bit. Sit and talk to him. So he says, I sat and talked to the person. And I asked him, what got him into this situation here? He said to me, that there was a person... Uh, there, was a t there were some people who created some fitna against Ma'mun in our area. A person who claimed to be the Khalifa instead of Ma'mun, and he got up and he had some followers. And, of course, Ma'mun sent the, sent the army to get those people. Somehow, someone mentioned to them my name that I was part of them. Whereas I had nothing to do with it. So, this is all, this is the situation and uh, I don't have any way of coming out of it because it's my word against those people's word and Ma'moon of course is not going to even ask me for explanation anymore. <clears throat> so this police officer, the chief of the police officer, he says, Abu Abbas, he remembers and he says to this person, he says, very surprisingly, once before getting into this position, I went through the very similar situation. 
And he says, Abu al-Abbas says, I narrated um, my situation. And that was, one day, there was a similar type of situation in our area. And they, uh, Harun, that was during the time of Harun al-Rashid. And uh, he sent an army to take care of those people. And people, uh, he said, I was involved in it. In this case, I was involved in it. So I started running away. As they came to my home, I ran away. And as I was running away, there was a person that was sitting at his... I went to another neighborhood. A person was sitting at his door. And I said to him, please, help me against these people. If they get me, they're going to kill me. So he said to me, get into the house quickly. I went into the house. And after a short while, of course, those people that were following me, they came to that person and they started questioning him. Have you seen this man? And he says, I don't know what you people are talking about. So they said, we have to search your house. So he's sitting there, he says to them, okay, go inside, search the house. So they came in, they searched the whole house. And, of course, because his wife was in hijab, so she got into one of the smallest storage areas, and she asked me to get into the, uh, behind there also. So she hid me into the storage area, and then she, she stood behind the door. So those people, after searching the whole house, now they knocked at the door, saying to his wife, that he may be in here, we have to search this area. And then she started shouting at them, that you people have no shame, no you have you people, I mean, you, uh, don't have no deen, whatever. She shouted at them, and she kicked them out of the house. And they left. After that, he says, Abu Abbas says, I stayed in that, with that person for a couple of months. Those were beautiful days of my life, where they would take care of all of my needs. And day and night, they are just taking care of me as I was the best person in that house. And that was the greatest blessing they ever had in their life. After a few months, I said to them, now I need to go back to my family. And by that time, my family was in another town. So he said to me, after a few days, he said to me, that okay, there, is, there are some people that are going to your town that you would like to go to. So, Bismillah, if you want to go, feel free. And if you like to stay, be our guest. So he says, I said to him, no, now I would like to really go and join my family. Because it's been months now and they don't even have no information about me. I, have, I don't know nothing about them. And Abu Abbas says, meanwhile I was thinking, I don't know how I'm going to go there because I have nothing. Of course, I need to pay something uh, uh, for a ride. Uh, I need to have some food for my way. So, at least I said, let me just go now out and see what I can do for myself. He says, when I was leaving, I saw that there was a horse that was loaded with everything a traveler would need. Is ready. He says to me, he gives me a, a new pair of clothing. And he says, go, take a shower and put this cloth on you. So I took a shower, I put on the new dress. And then he said to me, this horse is yours. Everything that's on the horse is yours. Go, go to your home. He says, when I went on my way, when I started looking, not only that they had loaded it with food, it was even loaded with money and so many things they had put over there. So Abbas says to him, I wish... If someday I can find out where that person is, I will try to do something for that person. 
So this person says to me, Abul Abbas, now is your time. <laughs> and then he started telling him everything, things that Abul Abbas did not mention, he started mentioning it to him and he told him, I'm that person. But Abul Abbas, I'm not going to put you in that situation where you put your life in danger. All what I would like to do is, just allow me to call one of my people who is hiding somewhere around in, the, in here, so I can just make my will to him and tell him everything, whatever I have to tell him, and then take me tomorrow to Ma'mun. Abu Abbas says, I said to him, there is, this is not happening now. There is no way that I'm taking you to Ma'mun. So he said, you know what will happen? He says, I know. If he won't, if he will be too upset, he's going to kill me. But that day, you put your life in danger because of me. You did the same thing, so I can't just hand you over to Ma'mun like this. So Abu Abbas says, he said to me, that I'm not going to leave town. What I would do is, I will stay in one of the neighbor's homes. You tell me where to stay. I'll stay there. And if you think Ma'mun is too upset, then please come and get me. Let him know that this is where I am, and you come and get me from here. Abu Abbas says, after Salat al-Fajr, I went to Ma'mun. When he saw me without that man, he said to me, Abu Abbas, where is the man? And then, before I answer, he says to me, Abu Abbas, if you tell me that he had run away, I swear by God, I will take your life for, instead of him. You are not going to go alive out of this room if you tell me that this person has run away. Abu Abbas says, I said to him, please listen to what I have to say, and then you make your decision. And then I narrated the whole incident to him. So Ma'mun al-Rashid said to me, Abu Abbas, how ungrateful you are. You did that favor to him. At a time when you know the person, and that person did the favor to you when he didn't even know you. And then, even now this person, he is such a great with his akhlaq, with his morality, that he does not want to leave town until he knows that you are in good hands. And you are not in danger. Abu Abbas, go, console this man. Let him know that he has been forgiven. And bring him to me, so I can at least reward him for this good akhlaq, for his morals and his behavior that he has done. This is paying back. And there are so many really, the history is full of these type of incidents, because these are the things that they learn from Rasulullah These are the akhlaq. And this is shukr, being grateful. Believe me, it's such a thing that, for some reason, it pinches me in my heart. When I talk about this quality of shukr, of being grateful, it really is so painful. Because we see all around, every time you see, do whatever you want, at the end, everyone is upset. No one is getting happy. The reason is, no one appreciates what you do. And this is with all of us. You do something for me, I don't appreciate it. I do something for you, you don't appreciate it. We, all are, we both are upset with each other. If we have that quality of being grateful, then you do little, I'll appreciate it a lot. And then that little thing I will always remember, mashallah, one day he did this. Now if a person would come and tell me, he did this, this, this against you. Yes, that's fine. But one day he did, he did this for me too. 
This is the habit, this is the quality that will bring us together, that will bring our hearts together, that will solve most of our problems. Being shakur, being grateful, and especially when we see that people around us. Really, there are people who may have done a lot for us. And at a time of a difficulty, even one date is a lot. At a time of difficulty, someone helps you with something minor, with a good word. When a person is in terrible situation, mentally he's disturbed, and someone comes and tells you a good word. Subhanallah, it's a great favor. Something that we can never pay that person back in our life. But since because of missing that quality of being grateful and thankful to others, then people only see something wrong in return. You know, we read in the history, amongst Arabs, this was the quality, that when a person eats at someone's home, then that person will never hurt you. If someone ate at your home, he will never hurt you again. And this is why, when they used to be scared of someone, they used to invite the person to their home. Yes, true. And if that person accepts the invitation and he comes and eats at your home, simply means, from now on, you are safe. This was the habit. And this is what we read in Quran Al-Kareem. Something that we just passed through it without paying attention to it. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. If you remember the story of Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam. When the angels came to him and he offered them a lamb or a calf. When he offered them the food and they did not eat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَمَّا رَأَى أَيْدِيَهُمْ لَا تَصِلُ إِلَيْهِمْ نَكِرَهُمْ وَأَوْجَسَ مِنْهُمْ خِيفَةً When he saw that their hands are not getting to the food, which means they are not eating, he was afraid of them. If they are not eating, which means they are here for something wrong. These are my enemies. Otherwise they would eat. And if they eat, even if they are enemies initially, they will not hurt you then after that. That's it. They ate at your home. After eating so much, after getting so much from each other, at the end, same thing. As if this person has never done anything good. So it's a quality, it's a habit that we really need to develop within ourselves. And it's something that we have to work on ourselves. We need to work on ourselves. And this is why, even if we look, when we look regarding divorce in Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, at the time of divorce, He says to the husband, give your wife something as a gift. After divorce, you, the husband have divorced her. As they are separating, give her something in addition to the mahar that you have to give her. Why? You people did so much for each other throughout your life. So at least now do something good. That will make the other person feel good about it. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to see in us, the habit of being grateful. It's a habit as I said. And it will show with anything and everything if a person would develop this habit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us these great qualities. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us the habit of being shakur. And being grateful to Allah and grateful to people. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين والمسلمات وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين